Hey there, this is Red Zone Redemption, a fantasy football podcast, part of the Roto Heat Network. Make sure you follow us on your preferred podcasting network. We should be on there. And this is your host, FF Shane B. Hope you guys enjoy the show. Thanks. Welcome to Red Zone Redemption. I will be your host for the night, Shane Barrett. You can find me on Twitter at FFShaneB. And with me tonight is one of the people I think I first followed on Twitter, per the recommendation of my our good friend of the show here, DomFFL. And that is the one and only, at Haze. I think there's an underscore on it. Or you may know him as Addison. Addison, how you doing tonight? Good, good. Yeah, thank you for uh, for asking me to come on here, Shane. I'm I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> yeah, me too. I I was surprised when you when I asked you. You were like, yeah, people don't ask me to come on podcasts anymore. I'm like, why? You're freaking smart. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> whatever. But uh, yeah, I'm really excited yeah. for this. We've been chatting back and forth in DMs and just on Twitter replies and whatnot. And I I really appreciate kind of. Your process, and we both agree on a lot of players. That's not the only reason that I like you, but um, you seem to be really detailed in your process. And so, again, it kind of confirms my less detailed process. So I'm, I'm excited for tonight. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Cool. So I'm going to, I'm doing this a little differently where I'm mixing some questions from both styles of this interview. So you, what I've done previously with this interview and people have probably heard it is just truthfully, if people are like either not a Christian or not super strong in their faith or something like that, then I'll just stick to strictly like fantasy football questions. Like how'd you get started in the industry? Stuff like that. But then if there's other people who are stronger in their faith or are comfortable talking about it, I've done kind of just a strictly like faith-based interview where we just talk about church and, and Jesus and, and whatnot and kind of go from there. For you, I'm trying something new and I'm kind of blending them. So we'll see how this goes. So it. first question for you is when did you actually start playing fantasy football overall, not just dynasty? Uh, uh, that was, so it was in eighth grade. Gosh, Solid. what year was that? 2000, it would have been the 2009 okay. NFL season. I remember my first pick was Drew. I remember I just basically I just joined a league with basically all my classmates that were just like, hey, my dad is starting a fantasy football league that he wants us all to play in. Addison, you in? I was like, sure. I like football. I play Madden. I'll join. We'll see what's up. And I remember I went home and I studied Madden. I was looking at player ratings and stuff and all that, like stats and numbers. First pick was Drew Brees. Um, So, yeah. I ended up winning that league Atta four boy. years in a row to start. Nice. <laughs> I think it was four. Was it one, two? Yeah, I have all my trophies behind me. So it was 2009 to 2012. I had a nice gap. Didn't win again until 2020. And then I won last year in 2022 as well. Too. So, so that was going to be my follow-up like question. Is that, league, years. that league is still going. Mm-hmm. Still going. Dude, that is awesome. And I'm like Tom Brady in that league, dude. I'm just dominating the crap out of him. <laughs> <laughs> that is really cool. I love love hearing when people's like their their really I still cannot talk. <sighs> it's 
been a long week. <laughs> but when their yeah, league of record still exists, like their very first league still exists, I'm, I love it. It's super cool to me. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. And tell me about that league. Is it what is it? One QB? What are the settings? Essentially, we've. We've changed it around. It started out as just like your most basic, like start like seven people, one quarterback. One of the years we had one IDP player. I think I had like Patrick Willis. Solid. Uh, that year. And then we stopped doing that. Then another year we did like head coach. Nice. So we got like five points of your coach, one, zero yeah. if you lost. We started doing super flex a couple years ago. And then I think, I think 2022 we went back to one quarterback. So I think too many people didn't like it. we've messed with half ppr we've messed with normal ppr with tight end premium all that kind of stuff it kind of feels like scott fishbowl where like the commission is just like hey i'm changing the scoring we're doing this you cool with that and everybody's just like yeah i don't care so then we just do it nice you know so yeah it's pretty fun very cool okay so how has your faith impacted your life and feel free to dive however deeply into that question you want. Like, tell about, like, what your faith is and, and whatnot. Sure. Yeah, man, this is like a massive question. So I am born and raised a Catholic. Both sides of my family were Catholic. And so my mom and my dad, when they met, raised me and my brother and my sister all Catholic. And that's just the way it's been. Went to basically the same church all my life, went to parochial school up to eighth grade, and then went to public school after that because the cost of tuition at my (laughs) Catholic high school here is like two thirds of college. So it didn't make sense. But yeah, born and raised Catholic. And uh, I mean, it's been it's been a major part of my life. It's been something that I've been able to use to connect with not only my family and my extended family, but also other people of the same faith. It's been a, a way to that I found friends early on in life. You know, when I was at the parochial elementary school, friends that I still have today, friends that I met in public school, you know, that that were Catholic and I just didn't know who they were, but they ended up going to that you know, the same church and stuff. We end up getting confirmed together, go to Sunday. I had to go to Sunday school. Once I went to public school, that wasn't a requirement when you go to parochial school. So it was, you know, all that kind of stuff of that was it growing up. And then, you know, through, through college, it helped keep me grounded. And then after college, I ended up getting married. My wife is actually not religious. So that, is is interesting. It's an interesting dynamic for sure. I don't know how my mom or dad felt about that whenever I told them that 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 she just is not. She's just not religious at all. She's vegetarian. She loves pets and animals and all that kind of stuff. And when we were going through marriage counseling, like pre cana stuff, mm-hmm. and talking with my pastor about a lot of stuff, she he actually flipped it on her. And said that she is actually very religious because of that vegetarianism <laughs> that she's had her whole. She's literally never eaten meat at all. Wow. Her mom, whole life. Know, her her mom raised her that way. Her whole wow. entire life has literally never eaten a drop of meat, drop of meat, we'll a piece of meat, morsel, nothing, morsel. <laughs> literally never. And it's become a joke in my family now that my dad will be like, or, or I'll even say that and stuff like, oh, we went to. 
Texas Roadhouse, and my dad was like, "What steak you get, Morgan?" and all that kind of stuff, you know. And nice. It's become a joke, but it's funny. He has like a, my dad has like a ranking system for her of if she were to ever eat meat, here's a list of meats that you should try first, <laughs> and kind of go down the list. So it's like bacon, bacon the and like yeah, bacon's number one, and then it's like barbecue, like brisket or yeah. you know rib or anything like that so it's all kind of funny but he my pastor flipped the script on my wife and said that she was very religious because of that and i think it kind of it didn't open her eyes and be like oh i want to be a catholic now or i want to be a christian but it it did it 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 definitely you know opened up that aspect that she is more spiritual than i think that she knew or even gave herself credit for being and and i think that that kind of helped a lot as well too in terms of comfortability with my Christianity and Catholicism and my family and all that kind of stuff. And it's something that I wear proudly, but I keep it more internal. Yeah. Uh, you know, like obviously like I, like you see, I've been wearing this crucifix this whole entire time. I have a bracelet right here that has a cross on it. And on the inside, it says limitless. I've worn scapulas and all that kind of stuff. So I definitely showcase it, but it, it definitely has been something that like I said, has helped keep me grounded and giving me something more to look forward to, not only in this life, but after it, you yeah. know, when, when God calls me back up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love that. Um, hmm. I have a challenging question for you, but I don't know if I want to ask it. I'm going to fire away. What's holding you back from, I guess, potentially sharing that more on like Twitter and social media? Is there anything holding you back? I guess. Well, that's Mm. how we'll frame it. Oh, that is a very challenging question. (laughs) And you can plead the fifth. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, I mean, I'll try to answer it the best I can. Cause I don't know if I really have an answer for that. Like, it's just kind of like, I mean, my personality, I'm, I'm extremely introverted. Like I just, okay. I, I hate people when I worked in retail. That was like the worst thing I've ever done in my life. I'm an extrovert and I hate people. Uh, but that's just because <laughs> <laughs> I've dealt with too many stupid No, but I like, I just, yeah, I, there are a lot of stupid people and maybe that's one of the reasons why I'm so introverted, but now nah, that's just, that's just my personality. It has been my entire life. So I just, yeah, I have never been somebody to open up to people that I just don't yeah, consider to be a close friend or a family member or anything like that. And I just, I don't know. I just always felt like that was just more personal and that not that people didn't care, but it's just, you know, stuff that I never thought to really share or anything like that. And yeah. now I think, you know, a lot of it, maybe some of it too, kind of subconsciously is kind of the fear. Cause I feel like a lot of stuff nowadays is you know, the, this like culture of being ostracized or anything like that because of what people would just believe that all Christians or all Catholics believe, you know, like they believe like being a showcasing that I'm Catholic. And then that means, oh, well you're pro-life. So I won't talk to you. Or I think that you have stupid opinions or you're like a hardcore right winger or something like that. All the stuff that comes with people's stereotypes of being Christian or Catholic, which I will also say, I don't meet a lot of those stereotypes. Yeah. So it, 
it, I don't know. It is funny. So there's, I feel like there's just a lot of stuff that boils down into it. But I think at the heart of it, it is just me treating my religion more as something that's personal to me yeah. and just how I kind of view my relationship with God and just kind of like, I don't want to say it's like politics where it's like, oh, nobody wants to talk about politics. Like, please yeah. don't bring up politics at Thanksgiving or please don't bring up <laughs> politics, you know, at this at the bar or anything like that. It's it kind of gets lumped into please don't bring up religion yeah. at the bar or, or anything like that kind of stuff. So, no, I yeah, I really respect the personal aspect of it. Like, I respect that answer actually quite a bit. Like, there's there should be an aspect of your faith that is solely yours and God's. So I, I I really respect that. And then to your point about kind of like the ostracization, I can't say it, ostracization. I don't even know if that's the right word, but whatever. You get what I'm trying to say. I got it. Like, when I asked you in our DMs before when I was prepping for the show, like, are you a Christian? Like, I like I get fearful asking that question because I like I don't a I don't want you to think I'm judging you that if you are or if you're not that I'm going to be like, oh, you're going to hell. Like, no, I'm just asking so I can know for the show. <laughs> but mm-hmm. but and then mm-hmm. two, like, like, I don't care. Like, if you are great, if you're not great, like I personally think like it's my job to love you either way. And show you the the grace and love of God just by kind of being a good person to you and showing you that. So like I don't care either way. And so right. like I have that fe- like had that fear transparently asking you and when I've asked other people in the past in, in DMs to just prep for the show. But then to the point about kind of like the public aspect of it and like people like assuming that you're going to be like this hardcore right wing like fascist almost <laughs> like – uh huh. It's really like it's something that I'm struggling with right now. Is like I want to be open about my faith, especially on Twitter, and and kind of just be that person. Like if people have questions, they can come to me and talk to me about it and and whatnot. But I don't want people to think I'm coming from any place of judgment. Like I think that's the part that's lost. Is like we're all sinners. The, the way that you and I believe is we're all sinners. We're, we're not perfect. The only perfect one was, was Jesus. And I just want to show you, like, for me, like he loves you. Like there's, there's grace in him that like you're forgiven and whatnot. And, and that's what I want people to know. Like, and to complete the circle, like just because you dis like, this is the part that like is lost, I think in society now. And I hate it. I absolutely hate it. It's my least favorite thing about today's culture is just because you don't agree with someone doesn't mean you can't love them. Boom. <laughs> like that part drives me insane. It's like like you and I for like just to use like a, a, a more lovely – comic relief example that's just i'm just going to use words that i can actually know and pronounce more comic relief example you and me disagreeing in theory on quentin johnston because of film and analytics we can disagree on that but we still like each other yeah 
so like even yeah. with more serious topics, like we can disagree about these things, but still like and love each other and support each other in other ways. So and I just I hate that that's lost on society. Yeah, yeah, it definitely does feel like that if you even with things that aren't very groundbreaking or world breaking or, you know, are just going to completely rip open the fabric of time and space itself. Yeah. People treat everything like it's like it is that and it's definitely not. And I, w- I agree with you that even like the most like fundamental aspects about who you are and what you believe outside of you being like an like a Nazi, that's basically like <laughs> the only thing that I feel like would really like make me not love you. That's like like having, you know, beliefs or, or anything that, that then causes harm to other people. I feel like that's going to be a big time issue. But, yeah. you know, if we disagree on something as menial as if a fantasy football player is going to do well or not this year or all the way up to, you know, do do you think that this one specific political view what do you like? How do you how do you view that that one specific thing? That's a major topic of today's society, whether it's healthcare or you know human rights or you know on and on and on. Yeah, you can disagree on that, but at the end of the day, again, as long as you're basically not a Nazi, I think that you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you're pretty solid as long as you're not a Nazi. I should jokingly name this yeah. part of the episode "Not a Nazi." <laughs> We're not Nazis. No. So kind of following up on this topic, if someone was to start exploring Christianity and and or Catholicism, what tips would you give them or where would you point them to start? Oh, man. There are so many people and resources out there that will talk about Christianity or Catholicism or, or just, you know, the Bible in and of itself that you can just find just by a Google search or a YouTube search and stuff. Yeah. You know, there there are a lot of people, I feel like, and, and especially in today's age, a lot of people trying to make Christianity more, I'm not going to say like accessible or available, but just more open to people of, you know, my generation, younger people and stuff, college kids, high school kids, the kids and the the people and the the demographics that Christianity is losing and is more yeah. out of touch with, I think, because the, I feel like, and I think that's going back to like the ostracization of it is, I don't, again, I don't you even know if that's that a word, but I like the word. <laughs> um, but I feel like that's where a lot of it is starting to come from now is like, is Gen X and millennial Gen Z and millennials and stuff are just like, you know, I don't, I, they're, they're so far left now that they just believe they associate Christianity and consult and Catholicism with the right. Yeah. That has now become a political issue and it's not. Yeah. Some of the issues that, that, you know, are shared, but that doesn't, you know, there, there's always been a, a separation of state and church. Mm hmm. And I don't even know what tangent I'm going on, but but I, I do feel like there's a lot of resources out there that that do kind of boil down Christianity into more of the fundamental stuff, leave out the more otherworldly spiritual kind of things, and just lets you you know tap into 
Christianity and, and learning about God and, and his message and what he wants us all to do and what he wants for us in much simpler terms. But at the same time, you know, I, I feel like that there are a lot of people who, especially within Christianity itself, that that think that it's wrong to doubt, that think that it's wrong to nope. ask questions or, or grow or anything like that, where that's actually the almost the fundamental basis mm-hmm. of Christianity is to always be growing, all, you know, don't be afraid to ask questions, all that kind of stuff. Like I, <laughs> and you don't know everything. And there's a lot of stuff that, you know, that, and that's all part of the, the journey of Christianity that I love. I, I mean, my wife, again, cause she doesn't know anything. Like she doesn't even know like the, our father, the Hail Mary. And I'm like, what do you yeah. mean? Like I learned that when I was like a, a year old, like that was yeah. like, you know, like <laughs> they, it, it's, it's now almost as ingrained as like a Taylor Swift song basically yeah. whenever I was like growing up, that's what it is. What do you mean? You don't know the Hail Mary, but she asked me, man, this was like a few months ago. And it just like hit me like a truck. She's like, when people say that Jesus and God are the same, what do they mean by that? And I'm like, I'm like, well, I just always believe that that's what it was, but I don't, I don't know enough about it to actually give you an explanation that I feel like would make oh. sense outside of, that's just what I grew up in, and and I just know to be true. But why is that true? That is that uh, that when you're able to answer questions like that, man, you just deepen your own faith and and hopefully help explain and potentially deepen someone else's faith or understanding of Christianity. That is just that is part of the growth. That is part of the process. That is part of of leading a life with God. And for God, it is that that growth. Yeah, I I love that answer. If it makes you feel better about kind of the question that your wife asked, <laughs> we actually talked about that in Sunday school this past Sunday. And the the person nice. leading our Sunday school class is actually a a pastor, and he was like, "Look, I can't even come up with the best answer for it." And it's like, a hard question. Yeah. I'm just like, because. Well, then, like, I felt like a parent. I was like, because I said so. <laughs> <laughs> well, Why and is then, it this way? Because it is. And then then she didn't even ask you the hardest part. God and Jesus being the same person, but then you bake in the Holy Spirit. And that's what we actually, that's oh. what we talked about in we, uh, we, at Sunday school. <laughs> Yeah, we're not there yet with my wife. It's uh, baby steps here. Yeah. The best comparison that we could we got in, in Sunday school this past Sunday was like water, steam, and ice. But then the guy teaching it was like, technically, that's modalities. And I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. What is modality? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but he said that was probably the best example that he's heard. But it's still technically not right. <laughs> I was like, God bless. <laughs> so, yeah, there's there. I would love to like ask the Pope that and then see what he says. Right. <laughs> right. So, okay. Let's transition back to sports in this part of the interview and uh, we'll wrap it up in just a minute. But favorite NFL team? Pittsburgh Steelers. Born right. and raised. Nice. So this part is my, f- this like is probably my favorite interview question because people squirm 
and I don't feel like it's that hard of a question. But who is your favorite offensive player right now and all time in the NFL? Uh, yeah, I don't like this question. <laughs> uh, who was it? It was Troy King put out a tweet that asked, is it possible to be a fan of football and to not have a favorite player of all time and be like a, a fan of one specific team? And I was like, yes, living proof. I literally like I go back and forth in terms of who my favorite football player is like right now or of all time, because and I feel like fantasy kind of has a, a way of doing that to you because yeah. you get attached to so many different players for a variety of reasons. You yeah. know, either it's the player that you just, you know, I don't even want to tell you planted a flag on. Yeah, <laughs> there's so many different re- like as a Steelers fan, I could sit here and I could say that it, my favorite offensive player is Antonio Brown or it's Heinz Ward growing up or Le'Veon Bell or Ben Roethlisberger. They're all like I just all done all time. Um, I could tell you. All right. Yeah, that works. I feel like mine all like. And again, this like all time. So like I have behind me this massive poster is Arian Foster. Why do I love Arian Foster? He's one of the reasons why I won that league four years in a row. Yep. So like, and I love Arian Foster. You know, I like Drew Brees for the same exact reason. I like a whole bunch of other fantasy players just because of what they were able to do for my team, even for like a week or that one championship game yeah. or anything like that. It's just there's a variety of reasons. So. That was a really long answer to say there's a lot. <laughs> That's all right. Well, now I'm going to do it to you on the defensive side. Same thing. Favorite defensive player right now and all time. All time is easy. That that has to be Paul Malu. Yeah, um, that's a great one. Yeah, he just... Boy. <laughs> he was so much fun to watch. Defensive player right now... Well, I hate IDP, so I don't know a whole lot of defensive players. The Steelers doesn't like they don't have a lot of fantastic defensive players that I would say would be my favorite in the league right now. Like I love Minka. I was gonna say Minka's Minka's and that's up probably there. about it. Yeah. But like then the Penn State aspect comes into it too. Because I'm a Penn okay. State fan and graduate. So you got like Micah Parsons comes in. Yeah, that's another good one. But as a Steelers fan, don't you hate TJ Watts? No. Okay. Never had that issue. Okay. I'm not old enough for all that. So I'm not either. <laughs> like as a Steelers fan, I hate the Patriots and I hate the Packers and Yes, we can agree on hating the Patriots. Yeah. God, I hate Tom Brady. I hope everybody stupid. hates the oh. Patriots. <laughs> you know what sucks is that the company that I work for now is based out of Boston and like ninety percent of the company well no, well at least seventy percent of the company is Patriots fans. And then there's like another thirty percent that's Chiefs fans, because there's a there's a I probably quit. Office. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, favorite sport that's not football. Growing up, it was basketball, always basketball, and I could tell you, I will one hundred percent tell you who my favorite player is of all time in any sport, which is Allen Iverson. Nice. Um, so. So, yeah, that one's easy. That's He's the reason why three is my favorite number. He's the reason why I got into basketball in the first place. He's the reason why, I mean, my body kind of did this for me, but, like, because, like, I have a guard kind of size and frame. 
Yeah. But he was the reason why I was, you know, getting into ball handling and trying to cross over people and, you know, just doing, trying to emulate and do all the things that he was doing on the basketball court when I was eight, nine, 10, 11 years old, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Nice. Now, though, now, though, I'm just addicted to golf. So, okay. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> do you play a lot? Not watching golf, but it's playing golf. Like, I don't really pay attention to the, the professionals. More of what I watch is like the YouTube people or people on TikTok, all that kind of stuff. And then that makes me want to go play golf. So then I go play golf. And then, yeah, I'll play golf like once or twice a week. <laughs> Solid. Solid. So, all right. Two more questions for you. And then we'll wrap this bad boy up. We've been recording for a while. Thank you for your time. So first one is what's one thing you want people to know about you outside of fantasy football? That I play golf. <laughs> then I'm also extremely introverted. So then you, if you see me out in public, you have to come up and talk to me because I will not come up and talk to you if I don't know you. Deal. Ooh. That I, that I am Catholic, but that I also do not fit a lot of the stereotypes of what people nowadays believe to be that all Christians believe or that all Catholics believe and yeah, all that kind of stuff too. All right, cool. All right. And then this one's kind of a curveball. Do you have a favorite worship song? And if you do, what is it? So there was a, Oh, I don't even know who sang it anymore. There was a rap that I listened to growing up called joyful noise. Yeah. It's, um, it's by flame. That's who it is. Yep. There have it on so phone. that was the one that I had on like repeat for nice. yeah for high school basically. Solid. There's a bunch of other like you think of like the the church songs and stuff, uh-huh. but I feel like a lot of those I li- I like or I have memories of because they almost kind of became memes in parochial elementary school and stuff. Yeah, because we would kind of do dances to them and stuff. It's like the you know like whenever you, it's the classic like our God is an awesome God. And mm-hmm. then like that has become like the meme song that non-Christians like think that that's just what we're like jamming out to all the yeah. time or that kind of stuff. But yeah, there's definitely favorites, but I can't think of all of them off the top of my head, but joyful noise was definitely like that was in flame. And Le- who's it? Lecrae. Is that how you Lecrae. say his name? Yep. Lecrae. There it is. See, it's all coming back now all these songs that I listened to in high school. <laughs> nice. Love it. All right, man. What's yours? Do you have one? Oh, favorite worship song right now. It's probably a three way tie. And I'm going to get like, when people listen to this, they're going to make fun of me because I can't pick favorite anything. It's a three way tie between talking to Jesus, brighter days, and gratitude so talking to jesus i think is technically elevation worship with brandon lake brighter days is by blessing offer and gratitude is just by brandon lake nice so, i like all three of those the set the brighter the brighter days and and gratitude are definitely kind of slower. And I just like singing them because I I was in choir for seven years. And so like they kind of require you to get up in your your upper range. And I think they're just pretty songs. <laughs> but then like talking to Jesus, like once it like it just kind of builds and builds and builds and gets more powerful. And I just feel like as it kind of 
builds up like you can kind of feel the emotion of the song too because it, it's telling a story throughout the song and it's really like i really enjoy it i'm gonna have so, to listen to him brandon lake was the two was two of them who's the other one by yeah blessing offer he is actually oh where's he from he's from africa somewhere in africa and he is actually blind i did not so yeah i think he was he was born blind in one eye or was very young when he lost sight in one eye and then got sick and lost sight in the other eye later on in life wow So that even puts, puts that, that song into perspective even more if you go listen to it. So, oh, okay. Cool. So, all right. That wraps up the show. I cannot believe it almost took two hours, but that'll make editing more fun. But this part of the show where it's your, your minute, tell people where they can find you, especially since they are going to have to come find you and your introverted self. And anything that you want to plug, now is the time, sir. <laughs> at Hayes underscore on Twitter and the like 99.9% of my work is on the DLF YouTube channel, but also go check out dynastyleaguefootball.com. Become a, a subscriber over there too, for all the amazing written content that people are doing every now and then I contribute a written piece of content, but 99.9% of the work is on the YouTube channel with my boy, Justin Wright. So yeah, I guess that's it. Nice. Well, thanks again for coming on and thank you to everyone who eventually listens to this show and continues to support the show. You can follow us on Twitter at FFRZ Redemption. You can follow me on Twitter at FFShaneB. And again, the sign up for Polly's Playoff year four is live and you can sign up for that at Polly'sPlayoff.com. It is a tournament to end Alzheimer's. And this is Red Zone Redemption where we help you make the moves to redeem your fantasy season.